This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. 800-507-1148. Your pain relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan and Vern Glenn. Bruce is on the phone today. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Okay. How's it hanging, Brucey? It's hanging okay. How about you, Vern? All right, man. Hey, the thought about you as I was at, at the yard watching uh, the Giants finish up the, the Cardinals. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. About that. The Giants finally winning a few games here in the Bay Area. How about that? Yeah. Do you think uh is there much interest in the All Star game this year? I mean you got so you got a bunch of young players. I mean I Maybe I mean just just, just for me funny. personally, you know, I, you know, Chapman's going, Will Smith's going. Yeah. I mean that's you know but outside of that shake me after a couple of innings shake me wake me when it's over. That's the thing is what what are they going to do to revive it like it used to be in the 70s and even in the 80s. I don't know how you fix other than, other than putting money as a bounty up there. I don't know how you fix it. You know, and these and these players make so much money these days. I mean, what's, you know, huh? a million to the winner, really? I mean, come on. It's I mean, at least game. the thing is like basketball, they they it's it's just a I don't want to say a slugfest, but it's just offense only it seems. Nobody wants to get hurt and all that. You know, at least in baseball, you know, you take some hacks and everyone plays defense. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get hurt. Well, uh, Commissioner Silver, he that, that that issue was brought up about how to make the NBA All Star Game more relevant because right now it's just you know it's yeah it it's it's schoolyard. schoolyard take, take, all, you know, guys, I think all All Star games are that way. I I covered about eight major league All Star games, and I noticed from about the 1980s on that the quality of play it wasn't it wasn't bad i mean people weren't going out there just going through the motions but no question the pitchers were not throwing their best pitches because they knew that the fans wanted to see offense and using the game for relatively high scoring that wasn't the case in the 60s and even the 70s to to a lesser degree the 70s because the players who went in the game stayed in the game longer and i remember willie mays told me he said we didn't get a chance to play these guys at all in the regular season, so we really wanted to win. Gotcha, a lot of pride. Hey, hey guys, stay with, with, with us. we got to cut to a quick commercial break. We're going to be right back.
Attention Bay Area homeowners. Pacific Private Money has a loan program that can help you buy your next home right now. No need to wait to sell your existing home first. Our unique bridge loan lets you tap the equity in your current home to provide up to 100% financing on the home you wish to buy. We're friendly, fast, and ready to help you right now. Call us today for more information, 415-883-2150, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender, licensed Cal DRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk, and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent. So email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. The Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga is celebrating 100 years of making memories. Step back in time when life was at a slower pace and more relaxing. Enjoy a mineral mud bath, massage, or a therapeutic wellness salt bath. Save more than $100 when you book a midweek special Harvest Relaxation that includes two cocoa massages and one night in a suite for just $4.79 plus tax. Call 707-942-6877 or go to mountviewhotel.com. It's summertime once again, which means pool parties, barbecues, and relaxation, but it also means home projects, which aren't much fun. So why not let Home Advisor take them off your hands? From minor repairs to major remodels, Home Advisor will connect you with top-rated pros in your area, letting you get back to summer fun. The pros have been reviewed by your neighbors so you can see what others thought of their work, and if you're not sure how much your project should cost, Get multiple quotes from pros and use HomeAdvisor's Project Cost Guide to see what others paid for similar projects. And to top it all off, you can book appointments online, no more phone tag. HomeAdvisor makes it beyond easy to get your home projects done. So don't wait. Get those projects done now and make the most of your summer. To find the right pro at a fair price, just ask HomeAdvisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free award-winning HomeAdvisor app today. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan and Vern Glenn. Uh, guys, first of all, uh, you know, a little while ago, the uh, World Cup happened. And, yeah. uh, you know, the USA women's. The first women's of all, World Cup, yeah. yeah uh, first and of the all, men played the Copa. The, the right. Copa, the Copa Cabana. Well, not the no. Copa Cabana, <laughs> but uh, it was the Copa Cup. Yeah. Copa Cup, okay. First of all, uh, Let's let's uh, vote on this. Are they uh, are they the best team ever? I mean, they they scored outscored their opponents twenty six to three. I mean, they, they they only allowed three goals the entire tournament. I mean, that's that's just a rock solid dominant. I mean, they they I mean they just I mean they're just so by and large just just the the, the dominant force in the women's game. So they, they probably would have beaten uh, Mia Hamm and Randy Justin. Not necessarily, because because Mia Hamm, the the ers they they were more 
defense oriented. They didn't score a lot, a lot of goals, but they just wore you down. And then they would force you in some some kind of a penalty kick or, or, or a corner kick or something like that, and they would win the game. Once they got ahead, uh-uh, it was over. I wonder how many points were scored against them. You know, because here it was only three goals. You have to look it up. One. You know, I, I, I don't have I don't have that information in front of me. But uh, okay, so uh, but they, they, yeah, and, and and they were you know they were like the first. So they you know yeah. they're so 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 they always get put on that pedestal. Sure. These are uh, these nineteeners. Guys, uh, you know, one thing I really loved about watching yesterday's game. I watched the women's and the men's game, and they were both very exciting games. In the men's game, there was a lot more. Smashing, and it was a kind of a rough game. You know, it, it didn't have the finesse. The women play with this grace and finesse. It's really almost balletic, and I never really appreciated uh, women's soccer that much until I watched that state game. And I have to say, you know, the way the women, the U.S. women played, I mean, that, you, you knew they were going to win anyway because they're just such a great team. But my wife was asking me, she goes, "How come the U.S. women are so much better than all the other countries?" And I said, "Well, it's because we, you know, our girls, our young girls, get into it early." And they have a great, I mean, you think about the farm system, if you want to call it that, for women's soccer in this country with high school and football, or high school, yeah. college, the, the programs are amazing. So they, I don't think any other country has that kind of a, you know, uh, a background. And that really helps our, our gals. And plus, you know, Amer- the American, um, just the way the sport was introduced here, I think women started doing soccer here as early as any women anywhere. So it's yeah. like kind of a jump on everybody else. Well, it's also it's like Canada with both curling and hockey. You know, yeah. they, they when they're two years old, they're up on skates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, yeah. Anytime you know you grow up with it, and you're developed through these club teams, and we and we do have these 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 elite club teams that recognize talent and can and can really kind of develop these you know these elite athletes. I bet you these I bet you these nineteeners. Probably been playing the game since they were four, yeah. maybe five, oh, yeah. Yeah. and and right. they just they just had a skill set about them that that was just far above everybody else, and they probably started playing with guys because back then that that's what you had to do. You you, you played on guys teams until until these 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 female club teams really really kind of developed and uh, it and and they just kind of took off and and there's a precision to it, I think. Yeah. Just like just like yeah, in yeah. women's golf, there's there's there's, there's some kind of a some kind of a concert to it where where they just seem to kind of be be precise and and, and they're able just 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 to execute just just a perfect shot set up a play. It, it's really something to admire. It's what you were saying though about playing on the guys teams. I think you're right. The early uh, women uh, soccer players, you know, back in the 1970s and, and 80s, the ones that started to emerge in the 90s. You know, some of them did have to play with the boys, and they had to play that much harder because the boys mm-hmm. didn't want a girl to beat them. And you know, let's face it, they were up against some tough competition. So I think that toughened them up. And uh, you know, every woman jock that I know uh, always has that little edge of wanting to. You know, there's a competitive thing. It has nothing to do with being a woman or a man. It's just being a human being. You want to compete. And I think you see that in the in the U.S. women's soccer team. They just love. They know how to put it. It was kind of like watching the Warriors, you know, when they were really at their peak. Yeah. They just knew how to play as a team. I so, just wonder if Megan Rapino, just for fun, if she ran for president, how many votes she'd get now? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot. Watch. Well, sure. Lot, just because. Right. Just well, moving on, let's say, to uh, the economics of this. So, uh, you know, they're talking about, uh, oh, equal pay at the World Cup. Oh, they should you know? be paid. Oh, well, my God. Uh, you know, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. But the thing is, they, 
it, it's I don't think it's a sexism thing. It's strictly a revenue generating. If for some reason everyone was more interested in women's sports than when they'd get paid more. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. all based on the income. There's a certain amount of truth to that. I mean, the LPGA has always been kind of in the shadow of the PGA. The women's tennis, I think, is the one sport that sometimes um, outdoes the men's. I mean, you think yeah, about that is women, and especially yeah. in the United yeah. States, we've got some amazing women athletes uh, who play that sport besides, you know, just the Venus and her, and her sister Serena. But you're right. In general, the women don't get that. And it's probably part of it is media-driven and part of it is yeah. the fact that, you know, um, comparing women's soccer to men's soccer, it's, it's an unfortunate thing, but a lot of people just are so used to seeing the kind of play the men have. And you have to kind of learn to appreciate women's how it's different. It's like basketball. You watch women's basketball. They play they play the game kind of like they did back in the 1950s and 60s. Yeah. A lot more passing, a lot more, you know, of the cerebral game uh, than the men play. The men play with a lot more force and power and, you know, one-on-one kind of thing. So I had a conversation about this uh, with... Uh, it, it ends up being marketed. And yeah. I think the men's game, because it's more explosive. And yeah, exactly. Traditional, I think, always is going to get a little bit more... Yeah, I had a conversation yeah. with, with, with Jim Furyk, a PGA golfer, uh, about this very thing and he just said hey look on the pga it's 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 all about the power game who can hit it harder who can drive it farther people are in love with seeing oh wow look at that 350 yard drive they want to see that and they want to see the ability of a player to be a shot maker that short game and he just says hey you know in, in, in the women's game probably by and large they're probably better players fundamentally yeah, yeah, but uh, and and play the game probably probably the way it's supposed to be played instead of guy you know you take a four hundred yard par four yeah. guy hits it three fifty and then you got fifty yards to deal with sure. I mean that's not that's not always fun to deal with but but, but you always remember the three hundred and fifty yard drive exactly, yeah because he's he's such a power well he back in his prime years he was such a power player. He was a great player overall, but everybody always, it was kind of like the home run hitter who could do everything. You know, and you look at the home runs first, and I think a lot of people looked at that and they said, that's what I want to do, and, and the game did change. I, I like golf better, you know, in, in, in the 1980s and 70s when you had more finesse players like Watson and Nicholas. But I think Tiger revolutionized the game and also brought it to a, a huge uh, audience. Yeah, that had never fallen. Well, you know what'd be interesting is I, I, because again, you know, the men generally are going to outdrive the women, so how far can the average woman? I, I mean, a, a good average help, a, can average hit three hundred yards. They can hit three hundred. I don't know. I, th- I, know. I think I, they can I, hit three hundred. I can look it up while so, we're just so, spitballing. So, here. what would happen if you had men playing women, but the longest hole, let's say, is three hundred yards? Then that's a, an even playing field, right? That'd be kind of interesting. I'd like to see something like that because then no one really has an advantage because they can both hit the ball just as far as each but other. But I think the long drivers on the, on on the women's pro circuit they'll they'll take issue with it and go, well, wait, hang on, hang on. I can I, I can hit it almost as far as, as as a dude. Why are you gonna put a handicap on us? You oh, know, I'm so. just thinking I'm just thinking like for a fun tournament type yeah. of thing. Just a, a whole special thing. Um, okay, hey guys, we're gonna cut to our uh, first commercial break here. Oh, I forgot to tell you what the theme was. The theme is baseball. All right. What modern era, and this is post nineteen hundred, major league team holds the record for the fewest wins in a season? Mm. Basically, who's the worst? All right? That one. Okay. Uh, email edward at sportsecon101.com. You, do you know this one, Bruce? I'm pretty sure I do, yeah. Really? Well, Give me the year. 1962. 
No. I, I know you're thinking of the Mets when they first came out. Yeah, but the Mets won only forty games that year. They're not the the, the, they're the team that actually won less than forty. Yes, there's a team that won less than forty. Less than forty, oh. and wow. and it, and it was out of 153 games. Wow! In fact, they only won 36 games, giving them a, a, a winning percentage. Of, I got a guess. Of, I, 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 I got a pretty good guess. You have a pretty good one. guess on I this do. one. Five. <laughs> okay, hold on. All right, so what, here's our question again: What modern era, and we're talking post 1900? MLB team holds the record for the fewest wins in a season. And we know it's not the New York Mets in 1962. Although that was a very good guess. They're probably number two. All right, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be right back. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. This is Mark Honf, co-host of The Best of Investing. Can you believe how long we've been living in this era of low interest rates? It's been for most of this decade. And when we were all expecting rates to go up this year, now we're finding out that low rates will likely continue through 2020. If you're among the rapidly growing segment of people entering retirement age, I'm sure you're concerned over the challenge of growing your retirement savings. And you're not alone. Pacific Private Money has a solution for those seeking ways to significantly boost yields you earn on your retirement savings. And we do it with safety and security features not found in traditional investments like stocks and mutual funds. For more information on how you can supercharge your retirement savings with annual yields of 7% or more, that's right, 7% or more, contact us at 415-883-2150 or visit us at pacificprivatemoney.com. Equal housing lender, licensed Caldera 01897444. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan and Vern Glenn. First trivia question. What modern era, which is post-1900, Major League Baseball team holds a record for the fewest wins in a season? And we know it's not the 1962 Mets. I bet you we're going back maybe to the 1930s. A little before that. Before that. Ooh, I'll give you. I'll give you the year. Nineteen sixteen. Vern, who did you think it was? I was. I was going to guess the 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 uh, Boston Braves. Or the, something the, like the, yeah, like the the St. Louis Browns. The or, Saint Louis yeah, Browns, yeah. Nope. team like that. No, nope. uh, the Philadelphia A's. The Philadelphia really, the Athletics had some great teams. Wow. Nineteen eleven. Teams running on the turn of the century, but yeah. Connie Mack. Connie Mack was he older. the manager? Had a tendency to sell off his wow. players. He only had they had two great eras with that one. I believe it was uh, three pennants in the in the thirties and a couple more in the early early part of the century. But in between, they they pretty much stunk. If you look at Connie Mack's record, he managed yeah. for fifty years, yeah. and his record is actually below five hundred. And yeah. the fans in Philadelphia never really took the A's seriously. It's kind of like the fans in Oakland. I mean, the fans in Oakland are good, but they don't really show up in great numbers. And I think this has been a problem with the A's since they got here. The same thing happened in Kansas City. So, they yeah. stunk when they were there. But at least in Philly, they had some good years, but they kept trading away all their great players or selling them or giving, not selling them, but trading them away. Home run Baker. And it ended up hurting them. <laughs> Jimmy Fox. How about, the old, how about the old theory that the Giants got to San Francisco first and yeah. the, when the A's got That's, out here, it, it, I mean, for what it, Say what you want, but oh, the A's did right. not play in because San Francisco. They put them in the East Bay, yeah. and and they just 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 the stigma that just kind of for whatever reason uh, they were out there, and that was okay. That was the East Bay's team, and nobody paid attention. Yeah, but the seventy two, seventy three, seventy four. You know, you had you know, something years during around. those three years. They only topped a million fans one time. There you go. Oh, yeah. See, they yeah. averaged about for the for the home games. In Oakland, they'd average about twelve thousand people a game. During the playoffs, in Cincinnati, they had thirty thousand people show up for one game. Playoff game, first ever in Oakland. But what about the uh, World Series? What did, what did it average? They, they'd they'd sell out for the World Series. They sell out for the World Series. I mean, there was no cable, Correct. so you had to, well, so you had to tune uh, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, playing the Big Red Machine. You know, you got to see those guys. Well, that was a big series. That was a yeah. great series. Well, was, yeah, big games. deal. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, I regular season, a, a, a Tuesday night with the Minnesota Twins coming in. I mean, come on. You know? he was, he was see who gets to the World Series. Yeah. That's the exciting yeah. part of it. Okay. Uh, so I was just reading recently that uh, that Westbrook possibly going to the Rockets. I don't think so. Wow. That's not going to happen. Well, that's just the talk. I mean, he, 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 I know he's wearing out his welcome in OKC, but he, he's the one drawing card they have in that town. Well, so, so they'll. I mean, now if he's if he's just unhappy to the point where where he's just, I, I can't believe he, he would dog it. I mean, he's a professional. No, no, but, he can't uh, do that. But 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 if he goes to the Rockets and Harden and Paul are there, who's going to handle the ball? Yeah, there's not enough. There's only one ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, these, all these free agent moves just had me. I don't know about you. He's guys. not going to go to the Rock. You know what? Yeah. They're, they're going to put him in like a like 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 a Bolivia of the of, of the NBA. You know, just some small market. Yeah, that's, that's where gonna, that's, that's where they're going to stick him. Yeah, it's not it's not going right. to be it's not going to be a, a a a known major big market team. Yeah, it's but the mar- not, major market team would want him, wouldn't they? Obviously. Well, not if they already have not if they if, if they have an abundance of 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 two guards and point yeah. guards on the team. 
I mean, they just, you know, you can't. Put them on the Knicks. Everybody has to go to the Knicks at some point. Nobody wants to go to the Knicks. <laughs> Ask Andre Iguodala. Yeah. He went, he went yeah, on the record and yeah. said, hey, nobody, nobody wants to play in New York. You know what's going to be, a, guys, you know what's going to be intriguing backcourt to watch when when the season opens next year? Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Until, mm-hmm. until, Clay, until Clay comes back, yeah. I wonder, Russell's style, will it mesh with Curry and will Curry be able to be, you know, Curry is so malleable about things. He's so easygoing. You know, he was able to bring Durant in with, it, with no problem at all. I'm I mean, sure never... D'Angelo Russell's going to come in here and, and through the meetings and through practice, it will be abundantly clear, and he will be if 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 he's not. Ver- I mean, c- come on. I mean, Draymond Green will verbally tell him, "This yeah. is how we do right. things. This is the system. These are the plays. We do con- constant motion, create off the screen, ball screen, whatever. I mean, this this is how we do it. You you, you have to buy in. There's no other alternative. Did, did you hear that? That was one of the big things with Durant leaving was the the confrontation with Draymond that apparently he never got over. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I, that blow up, I mean, I mean Dr- Draymond g- calling him a B in the middle of the game and then following up and saying, hey, we won before you got here. I, I, that's, Draymond had boy. a right to say that. I mean, I'm not saying that he was right to say it, but he had he had earned the right to say it. Let's put it that way. I mean, they, they did have great teams before Durant showed up, and Durant, I understand him being a little, you know, having to puff his chest out a little bit, but I think Kevin got a little overly sensitive to the whole thing and, and leading the Warriors for a team that is not going to be nearly as good for less money I I just don't get it I mean if the guy well, wants a challenge you know just yeah, to, like again remember think, he's, he's changing his number to number seven Bruce he, ju- he, he, he just wanted to play in New York and I think it goes beyond basketball he and Kyrie Irving they're they're, they're like best friends and they co-conspired hey we want to play together Let's let's get a team that we can call our own, and it wasn't going to be the Knicks. Well, yeah, okay, I mean, so, that, t- so it, tell me specifically, besides the ownership, is that the only reason why people don't want to play for the Knicks? I think it stems from that. It goes around the league. People talk to me. Who who wants to go work for a company that's dysfunctional? Who? Even if you went and worked for a company that you know is dysfunctional, you know is not going to change, no matter what difference you make in your position. Now, are the Brooklyn Nets uh, uh, run very, really well? Yeah, it's a player-friendly run organization. Hey, what do you think about Dre? What, what, what do you think about him switching from thirty-five to seven? I I had heard that it was all there's some deal in the works with a Seven Eleven corporation because Kyrie wears number eleven. God. So, so oh, you see a bunch of play. Uh, hey, Seven yeah. Eleven. No, I didn't hear that. I heard it was just that he wanted to start like a it's it's a new career type, a brand, a fresh start, a new so, brand yeah. with with number six. I, 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 it's I, a good idea though. I like that Seven Eleven. Well, I mean, he's a businessman. Yeah. So I mean, that's I, that. I mean, I I would buy that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he wants to accumulate guys. a billion. I'm old school. I'm too old to appreciate it. But I just, you know, I long for the days when players didn't talk so much about money and endorsements, and I, I don't blame them for doing it. I mean, come on, you only get to play in the game a short time, but don't you think the game was more fun, Vernon and Edwin, when you were kids, maybe because it was new to us, but also because it wasn't so it wasn't so commercialized. You know, you go to a game now, you watch a game on TV, you're watching the game on TV during the game, they had a commercial now on it. They've only been doing this for about two years. They put a commercial on during the action. I mean, it's my... But, but, oh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but Bruce, I hate to say it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get where you're coming from. But I mean, you you ask you ask any you ask any company you ask any 
a player, commissioner, what I don't care who you at anybody, they will tell you, Bruce. Money makes the world go round. <laughs> oh, I know. It just, I, it, I mean, I and, and, and with and with and without it, it without it, you don't get the brand. Of, of of ball and the level of play that you, no, you see, don't. but I don't like all this crazy stuff before the game. You know, with the super loud music and the, uh, the all the lights flying. Be- I mean, because because, like, because you because you have to draw in the young demographic, yeah. to, to to the game. I don't even yeah. think the young demographic though likes it that much. To be honest with you, I don't think they do. I think you go to a game now and the people are you know there's all this artificial noise, and the fans are almost like they're they're they've been subjugated to it so much they just sort of are like stunned. They get. I hear a lot more noise. Obviously, we do when the game's going on. When you're trying to enjoy a little peace and quiet between, actually, you get yeah. constant. Oh, try I mean, I watch yeah, the game on TV go, and you, I you, fast you, forward you right you to the game. You don't go to the game for for peace and quiet. You go to be no. entertained by by by. By basketball by at the <laughs> highest level, and and maybe the cheerleaders. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. But you know something that's funny. You get the cheerleaders out there, and they do a nice routine. Most yeah. of these gals, they really, you know, they really have their hearts in it. They do. But the fans are more interested in the in the crazy kind of um, little novel acts, like the gal that flips the little uh, bowls on top of her head while she's on the unicycle. Yeah. I mean, they love that stuff. Oh, the halftime sure. entertainment. Or, yeah. Or shooting the uh, uh, t-shirts into the crowd with with the gun. Yep. You know. T-shirt. Yeah, uh, kind of, I mean that's that's kind of fun. Hey man, it's 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 sports and entertainment. That's what it is. And they yeah. get her on the TV up on the screen here in the in Oakland, and the fans would go nuts. They loved it. Yeah, <laughs> or they're hey. just taking the cam and going uh, across the to see what crazy people are doing in the audience. Yeah, well, sometimes it's kind of that's kind of fun. What does ESPN stand for? Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. See, yep. we've always wondered what that stood for. <laughs> yeah, they, they, well, they tapped into it very early. They were smart enough to realize, hey, sports is entertainment, and we're going to market it as such. And that's why I think in the 80s and 90s, especially in the 90s, the talk shows, not only you know political talk shows, but also sports talk shows, became so popular. How many t- sports talk show hosts do you remember prior to, say, 1980. I can only think of a handful. Yeah, not that maybe many. One, maybe maybe one now, when I was growing up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I used to listen to Let's Talk, Sh- Let's Talk Sports with Chuck No when I was growing up, and he was a former college basketball coach, and uh, and he would just he'd get on there on Sunday nights, and he would sound off and just generate calls, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> That's what got you into the business. Hey, I'm curious. Hey, hey, hey Bruce, what, once, you remember the first time you ever saw ESPN? Yes, actually, I yeah, do. First, Give me the story. I, I was in uh, Seattle at the time. Wait, wait, hey, Bruce, save, save that story. We have to get to, oh, get to oh, a break. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll hold that. As, that, that'll be a tease for the audience. That's it. <laughs> when we come back, the first time. Bruce ever saw ESPN. Exactly. All right, here's our next baseball question. Who was the first major league player to make a million dollars in a single year? All right? I think I know that one. I think I know that one, too. All right. That's our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Dial. They still use dials on on radio, don't they? Nest
nestled off the coast of Northern California and deep in the Redwood Forest is a high adventure, completely unlike anything you've ever experienced. Sonoma Canopy Tours invites you to experience new heights with two unique courses, each a two-and-a-half-hour guided eco-tour that includes multiple zip lines, sky bridges, a majestic spiral staircase, and a rappel to the forest floor, where you'll be immersed in the unparalleled beauty of the world-famous California Coastal Redwoods. It's an adventure you'll never forget. Whether you're a first-timer or a veteran zipliner, Sonoma Canopy Tours has an exciting experience tailored just for you. An unforgettable adventure soaring from tree to tree, enjoying nature in a spectacular way. From panoramic forest views to thrillingly deep ravines, it's an adrenaline rush like no other, right in the heart of Sonoma County and just 30 minutes west of Santa Rosa. Plan your zipline adventure today. Contact Sonoma Canopy Tours at 888-494-7868 or go to SonomaCanopyTours.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. It's summertime once again, which means pool parties, barbecues, and relaxation, but it also means home projects, which aren't much fun. So why not let Home Advisor take them off your hands? From minor repairs to major remodels, Home Advisor will connect you with top-rated pros in your area, letting you get back to summer fun. The pros have been reviewed by your neighbors so you can see what others thought of their work. And if you're not sure how much your project should cost, get multiple quotes from pros and use Home Advisor's Project Cost Guide to see what others paid for similar projects. And to top it all off, you can book appointments online, no more phone tag, HomeAdvisor makes it beyond easy to get your home projects done. So don't wait. Get those projects done now and make the most of your summer. To find the right pro at a fair price, just ask HomeAdvisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free award-winning HomeAdvisor app today. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn and Bruce McAllen. Here's our second baseball question. Who was the first major league player to make a million dollars in a single year? It's got to be Babe Ruth. It has to be. I think I know. No. But I'm not he, he, didn't make, he didn't make a million dollars. He made oh, 100, he made really? A, no, he made like 125000 Who's that you're talking about? He thought Babe Ruth. No, that he, was my he guess. No, he didn't make Babe it. Ruth's biggest, Babe Ruth's highest salary was actually only 80000 80000 okay, Wow. He got, he, he got traded for 125000 Wow. 100, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting story about Babe out. Ruth. He's, he's asked a question once. He goes, Dave, you're making eighty thousand dollars. That's more than the president of the United States is making. Because Calvin Coolidge, the president at the time, was making sixty-five thousand. And Dave looks at me and goes, "I had a better year." Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. He had such a good sense of humor. God, well, if it wasn't, it, who was it then? It Bruce wasn't Ricky was, Anderson. I think it was Dave Winfield, wasn't it? No, it was Nolan Ryan. 
Nolan in Ryan. In 1980, uh, for the Astros, four years at a million per year. And wow. that was four times the amount he had been making with the Angels. Wow. Wow. I thought you guys would get that one for some wow. reason. I was watching an interview no, I, with uh, with Charles Barkley the other day, and he talked about how uh, how he remembers he remembers that the, when, when when Magic Johnson was the first NBA player to make a million dollars a year when he signed yeah. that 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 twenty five million dollar contract twenty five years twenty five million, yeah. and they were high fiving going man man boy man look at that well, man yeah. he's making a million dollars a year wow what a big well, deal well for twenty five years too I mean that and the thing is with time value of money I mean that was that was that's still probably pretty good I mean remember Bobby like, Bonilla get still getting paid still getting paid yeah. I think I think this is last year. Wow. Yeah, you remember that, Bruce? Good Bobby Bonilla had uh, very good agent. pushed off. Uh, who did it? Who uh, was his agent? I don't know. Oh, I thought, I don't I thought know, whoever it was, he was a genius. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Bobby Bonilla, how he had uh, pushed his contract yeah. off and, and got paid for a very long time. I think this was last year. Uh, Bruce, uh, Vern had asked you before break about the first time uh, ESPN. You ever saw ESPN? Yeah, no, it was funny. I was up in Seattle, Washington. Working in radio, this is back in the history. I'm showing my age here. I was just a young kid. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm at this uh, bar with a buddy of mine, and we're looking up, and there's some weird sport like curling or, you know, lawn bowling. And I'm going, what the hell is that doing on TV? I'd never seen it on television before, except for maybe on ABC's Wide World Sports. Yeah. And it was a week. It was a weeknight. And um, I asked the bartender to turn it up, and we're listening, and the guy said. You're watching the Entertainment and Sports Network, and I'm going, what the hell is that? And it was my first experience watching it. And, and in fact, they, they had so few opportunities to get any of the major sports initially that they were basically kept to doing just um, in-studio stuff and, and obscure sports. Yeah, and Australian rules football. That's what I remember. Yeah, they showed everything, all yeah. the sports that nobody wanted, and that's how they got a foothold. You know, they were smart. They, they started yeah. off very modestly. A friend of mine actually worked for them. A guy named Sam Rosen. Back, he got a job there a year into uh, a year into their inception in 1981. They started doing hockey games. That was the one sport they could get a which one? Oh, hockey. With. Yeah. And he's been doing hockey now. God, for 38 years, he's the voice of the uh, Sam Rosen. He's the voice of the Rangers, and he does some NFL football. He's one of the kind of uh, like the eighth and ninth, you know, team of announcers, but. Sam got this job, and he left the, uh, the radio network I was working for, and he, I said, where are you going? He goes, I'm, I'm going to go work for ESPN. And ESPN was just starting to make a, make a name. I'm thinking, you know, that, that might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Well, you got to figure everybody loves, you know, everybody. All sports fans love sports. They want to get as much as it's possible. And until yeah. you, you see the news at night, where else were you going to get it? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember agree. seeing it. Uh, oh, get, spring I mean, of Vern does a great job. I, I will say this: and I'm not saying it just because I'm a friend of Vern. I've known him a long time. Vern is one of the few local TV sports announcers that, if he comes on, I will watch it because he's yeah. not only is he entertaining, but he's creative. A lot of these guys yeah. they just give you the score, the details, and you know that's the way I do sports. And it's not really, but radio is different. You know, radio you can with our format, we have to do it that way. But Vern adds a little touch of humor and personality and creativity. I, I think that's what ESPN does. They, they yeah. you look at some of the guys that uh, and gals that do sports there, and they really do it differently. And I think that's what you have to. And do. as they say, Vern is easy on the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey, I'm I just, the, just constantly trying to reinvent myself. Smart on that one, Vern, because that was fun. But for, for, for the for me, spring of '82. That's when I first saw it. I was I was in my in my apartment. 
We, in fact, we got we, the the cable system expanded that we ran. This is Charlottesville, Virginia, and uh, we got we got ESPN and MTV on the MTV, same day. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 just, I remember MTV starting in 1979, yeah. I think, and uh, it was uh, the the, the uh, video killed the radio. Video killed the radio. radio star. That was the first. Uh, yep. the, yeah. Video. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Showing our age a little bit there. Now, how many radio stations now do you know that play music that have you know what we used to call disc jockeys, radio personalities that were just as important as the music? Maybe a handful per city, and, and in a small market, small town, none. Because radio has just been you know it's been transformed. The music industry changed, and, and, and you know it's, it's kind of sad really because I used to love those guys that were. You know, here in the Bay Area, we had a guy named Dr. Don Rose. Yeah, I remember. That's right. Yeah. Wow, hey, baby. AFRC. 37 yeah. years ago, August 1st, 1981, MTV hit. Oh, it was 81. Okay. Crazy. And and ESPN started when? ESPN was, ESPN was 79. 79. Okay. Oh, okay. I had it didn't a... really get off the ground and really get going until about 81. Wow. Uh, right about that time. They started, the, they, you know, they got the hockey. That was the big thing they got. Uh, they had some kind of a deal with the NHL, and that was their first big league. You know, I mean, they always talk about hockey being kind of a cult or sort of a fringe sport. Well, back east in New England and oh, yeah. New York, I mean, it's a big deal, and so that was a big thing for them to get because that's that's where their core audience was. You know, in, in the, most of the stations, up, most of the cable outlets up there. You know, out here in the West, we had few, but it wasn't as big a deal. Yeah. Edward was right, though. Hey, boy, the the the. The Bugles, Video yep. Killed the Radio Store. That was the first one. Yeah. Uh, then the, the, the Who, You Better You Bet. Oh, yeah. In then, the Air Tonight, Phil Collins. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. So, yeah, Man, that, I remember Men at Well, of course, that was later on, but uh, Men at Work. And, okay. Devo. Uh, yeah, Devo. <laughs> Those guys, the red hats. Yeah. Those are these. Yep. Those things are funny. Flower pot hats. Yeah, yeah. flower pot hats. That's what they call them. Crazy. Uh, so, actually, back to NBA for just a quick second. Uh I was just thinking, you know, with Kyrie and Durant, how often do we see NBA players recruit for others to join them on a new team? Oh, all the time. But nowadays, I mean, did that happen like in the 70s, 80s, 90s? And- no, but I think in the event, in, in, as we became the digital world with cell phones and stuff like that, oh, and texts yeah. and stuff like that, I mean, they, these guys, yeah, they, they text and I mean, they. I would love to see the private messages these guys send each other. On 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 how their team is doing and how they wish they played on this team and and the, all, all the inside knowledge. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh all the time, all of the time. Yeah, you know the most <laughs> obvious case of it was when the Warriors sent their their guys uh, Iguodala and Clay Thompson and Curry and Draymond back to the Hamptons. Oh, for uh, the beginning of the Hamptons was, Five. That was just how could Durant say no with those guys? Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean it's kind of sad. Iggy leaving. I loved Iggy. You know, I mean, I'm glad they're going to retire his uh, Warriors jersey. Just, w- Warriors didn't love paying him 17 million a year, though. That's it, what they was, owed him. Was that, was it, is that how much Iggy was? Yeah, owed? yeah, he was due 17 million. Oh wow, how yeah. much is he making with time. Grizzlies? He can, you know, the great thing about Iguodala. Well, that, well, they had to take on his contract. Yeah, yeah, because he had yeah that, 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 that money was owed to him. You go to a lot of games for Iguodala. You talked to him in the locker room enough times. He's one of those guys that's not only real cerebral. But has a good perspective on things, and you want to have players like that, even yeah. in their, even in their advanced stages of their career. You want to have people like that in your locker room to kind of keep the younger guys in line, and also give them a, 
you know, he has a lot of respect around the league because he was yeah. a great player. In his, in his, sure. Well, on that team oh. full full of a lot of bachelors, I mean, he was I mean, he was a grown up. He, he was a dad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he you know he he had that kind of perspective to him. Hey, what do you think? What do you think about the Warriors retiring these numbers? I I, I like it. I mean, it's only temporary until uh, Lakeup doesn't own the team anymore. But I, I think it's no, that's, I think no, it's no. Once you retire it, it's, no, it's retired. I, well, I don't know. That's what. But Lakeup said he goes as long as I'm I've, the owner. I've never I've never seen a jersey retired, unretired. I, I, un, un, I do un, agree. Unless yeah. unless unless the guy Who's is still is, living yeah. and he gives permission for this player to wear his number. I mean, it definitely would be odd. Yeah, that, that just that just I mean, once they're retiring it, they're retiring. I mean, you're saying okay, you're saying, Andre Iguodala. There's talk about retiring his number. Yeah, they're, they're so so you put it up there. So yeah. you're so so you're saying okay, uh, it's it's the Mount Rushmore of, yeah. of of the great warrior players in its history. Yeah, you see Rick Barry up there. Yeah. Well, you see Will running. Chamberlain up there. Andre Iguodala. I mean, come on. I, 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 I come you know on because they won four. They won three championships. Yeah, part. I would put him up there. I really would. Yeah, I mean the, the Warriors have a guy named Tom Macheri who yeah. was a very good power forward back in the sixties. Yeah, but he was, but he was, he was, he was like, he, he was, was one of the first. Like good buddies. He was one of the first dominant power forwards in the league, though. I mean, he made you know, I mean, he made he was he was a difference maker, as as was Al Adels, the destroyer, number sixteen, yeah. and his his number well, retired. Al, Al Adels really made his mark as a coach. As a coach, yeah, that won the first championship. But he was a great player, yeah, especially defensively. What, it's been Fifty years. Or something? Yeah, that's, that's something like that. And and I mean Durant, how long was he with us? How many years? Three, Three years. Three years. Yeah, I mean he definitely made a difference. You know, I mean yeah. obviously the Curry will go and Clay will go. Yeah, well, I'm the yeah. titles, two finals, MVP. Hey, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking anything you know away from him. Maybe he's played in the year, he's played in the league for twelve years. Yeah. And it just, I, it just. Well, let me I ask don't you, know. Uh, how long did Wilt play? Because at first he was with the Philadelphia Warriors, and then he went to the Lakers. Well, well I mean, Wilt, Wilt's played professional, ba- even going back to the Harlem Globetrotters. He's played no, no, I mean, since, 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 since the late 50s. No, I understand. I mean, I'm saying for, He's played the, in the NBA. for, for, for the Warriors, though. Well, well, he didn't go from the Warriors to the Lakers. He went from the Warriors back to Philadelphia, Philadelphia. for the 76ers, and then he came to the Lakers. And he led the 76ers in 1967. For the best record at that time in the NBA in the history until the Warriors broke that record. But, yes, true. Okay, so my question is, how many years did he actually play with the Warriors? He played three years with the Warriors. There you go. Okay, now obviously he oh, is a Hall of Fame player. He played, he played three years with three the years Golden with, State Warriors. Three years with the East Coast. So he played five I mean, years. If, if you're talking about the Warriors as a franchise, yeah. it's more yeah, than three franchise. years. Ah, okay. Went three in the West Coast. I mean, okay. you can't. And yeah, you know you, why they got rid of him? You know why they got rid of him? Because Franklin Newley loved this young kid. He, he thought was going to be a superstar. He turned out to be a great player, maybe the best defensive center in the game. Nate Thurman. Oh yeah, late great Nate Thurman. One of the night who had a great barbecue restaurant in San Francisco for many many years. Those of us who live in the city or, or grew up in the city used to go down there. And I remember going to interview Nate in his barbecue restaurant. He had this funky little office upstairs and a lot of memorabilia around. And he said. Anytime you want to come by and have a little uh, barbecue, just let me know, man. <laughs> Sweet. He was, with, he was he was with the War. Wilt was with the Warriors franchise from 1959 to 1965. Okay, there six years. Go. Well, he 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 was my he was always my favorite. I just, I just love the way he just powered in with that finger roll and just he was a, he was a man among boys. I, I had an experience. I went met Wilt Chamberlain once. I was like ten years old. And, 
some reason, I was in a train station or a bus stop. I can't remember what it was with my parents. We were going somewhere. And all of a sudden, this big, enormous fellow walks by. And I look up, and it's Will Chamberlain. And he puts his hand on my head. And his hand just completely enveloped my head. Uh, I just thought that was, I just was like, <laughs> well, my, my, this guy's a giant. <laughs> my old typing teacher dated him. <clears throat> she was about six one herself. Yeah, for just a short time. Yeah, he, she, he dated everybody. She though. was one of the 20,000? One of the 20,000. Wow, okay. Okay, here's our third trivia a question. Statistic. <laughs> what uh, pitcher set a major league record by converting 84 consecutive save opportunities? Oh. Good question. Yeah, you like that one? I always come up with yeah. good ones for you, Bruce. All right, email Edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question, what pitcher set a major league record by converting 84 consecutive save opportunities? All right? You'll know the name of this pitcher. All right, stay with us, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next? Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt, 
We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and Vern Glenn. Third trivia question was, what pitcher set a major league record by converting 84 consecutive save opportunities? Got to be somebody, don't you think, Vernon, from recent times? Because before 19, uh, 1980, the, you know, the number of saves wasn't a big deal. Right. Bruce Tudor was the first great, real great uh, you know, closer, and then he had Dennis Eckersley. But I'm going to guess Gossage. I, Goose Gossage? I, I, nope. I don't know. I don't, uh, let me give you the year, 2003. 2003, oh my God. No, wow. Recent. recent. Yeah. Who, who, just, who was it? Eric Gagne. 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 Yeah. For the Dodgers, right? Yes. yes. He only pitched for about four years, and then he, then he had on problems. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he, boy, I remember him being dominant. Is that you, Bruce? Yeah. Is that you? Is that no? Is that you? That's, That's somebody. What that is? I don't know what that is. Yeah. I think we're being invaded by Mars. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe now we should uh, go to our thoughts for the day then, oh, let, before let, we blow up. Let's do it. Okay. Be decisive. Right or wrong. Make a decision. The road of life is paved with flat squirrels who couldn't make a decision. <laughs> That's true. Isn't that true? That's what they call them, roadkill. And uh, sometimes the thoughts in my head get so bored, they go out for a stroll. Through my mouth. This is rarely a good thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> How many times does my wife tell me that? Right? Does your wife tell yeah. you that too sometimes? All the time. All the time. Why'd you say that? Well, you, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it just it came rolling, out. Yeah, it just came It was rolling around my head. It was a stream of conscious and it just came out. That's that it. That's it. How many times do we just kind of like, you know, I think about things that just I just blurted out and realize... She didn't need to hear that. My wife doesn't even say what anymore. She just looks at me like. Yeah. You know, all of us have been married for so long. I think that's kind of typical. Yeah. All right. And with that, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.